What if you could change your life by following your joy? What if this life is supposed to be easy and fun? What if you could have it all just by doing the things that make you feel good? These are just some of the questions that we are asking and exploring on Our Manifestation Journey. We are your hosts, Samantha and Michaela Pike. We are sisters and we live together with our husbands and children. We are starting from square one on trying to massively uplevel our lives. Using law of attraction strategies, we will aim to apply this woo-woo into our everyday lives, and we would like you to join us. Listen in as we explore manifestation strategies, meditation, energy healing, business, parenting, money, life, and so much more. We are honest, we are real, we are not experts, we are not going to pretend like we know what we're doing, but we're trying. We sometimes fail, and sometimes we manifest things wilder than we could have ever imagined. Learn and grow with us. We would be honored to have you on Our Manifestation Journey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to Our Manifestation Journey. Yes. We're so happy to have you. Yes, we are. This will be episode 16, I think. Yay. I know. We're climbing up there. Yeah. It's like we're, we know what we're doing. Or we don't know. What, well, we sort of I'm know I'm happy we're doing to see, point. like, those numbers, you know? Like, yeah. Wow. We're, we are. We're doing it. We're over 900 downloads. We're almost to 1,000. That's very exciting. I know. Oh, my God. That's so cool. We'll have to do a big happy dance when we get to 1,000. It's funny, because when you're telling me this, I literally did not know that. No, you didn't know that. I don't know the tech side no. of this podcast. I contribute. Yeah. But I don't. I uh, found out who our one listener in the UK is. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. It was this this guy that I went on. If you don't, well, I went on a Kentucky tour, which is like those like tour buses, but it's like for certain age groups or whatever. It was a bunch of youngins, and we were camping through Europe. And Aaron was on one of the. Tour. Hi, Aaron. I was on the tour. <laughs> And I seriously, I don't even know if I've spoke to him since. It was like over 10 years ago. Mm. 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, what you're doing is really cool. You guys are really weird, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, are you our one listener in the UK? <laughs> so that's cool. That's very cool. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for listening. Um, okay. <laughs> so we, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, speaking of really weird. Yeah, speaking of really weird. So we, we're, we're going to spend a majority of our podcast today talking about this book that we've been reading or one that Sam finished in like a day. And it's taking me a little bit longer, but I'm like 60 pages from finishing it. Um, it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I think we mentioned it in the last podcast that you were going to start reading it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam finished it and I'm really close, but there's been a lot of breakthroughs with this book and... We want to discuss this with all of you because I think I think using us as kind of an example for yourself or to even just start asking yourself some questions mm-hmm. that we've been asking ourselves, it's going to help you slash, you know, it's been, we're working on it, helping us, um, getting us to the next level, up-leveling yeah. our lives, right. breaking, th- using some breakthroughs to kind of understand our past and therefore where we're going and all that stuff. So it's really good, really juicy material. Easy to read. Very easy to read, very conversational. And like you could read it, like I did, I read it. Like quickly. Yeah. Yeah, if I didn't have all the things I have to do, I could definitely just 
crush it and you want to because the information's so good it's right. direct it's to the point right. it's like theory example theory example theory example and this guy's like um was a an advisor basically for executives in business but also in life and he's just legit he was a life coach before life coaches were life coaches yeah it sounds Insta. like it yeah he seems very old <laughs> yeah i know he's maybe like, he's he, not he's like oh i didn't figure this out until i was 50 yet. i'm like how old are you now because <laughs> this book was what like the 90s it came out no really i think so i think no. it's like older you should find that out it was done yeah it was done a while ago mm. anyway maybe early 2000s or something but yeah it's like not it's yeah. not new it's not new like this book's been around for a while hmm. Anyway, um, but before we get to that, before we get to the big leap, um, I wanted to give everybody an update. Oh, really? Yep. When it was first published or this copy? It says copyright 2009. Oh, well, I stand corrected. That's not, that's like 10 years ago though. Yeah. So somewhat old. Yeah. I was 19. Well, when I first heard about it is when I first started dating Mason because Bev brought it up yeah of course she did mm -hmm. she's like leading edge with all this stuff eh? she's yeah, like we're like oh i found this book she's like yeah i read that 10 years ago i'm like oh my <laughs> god um anyway so yeah she's the one that introduced me to it so i've been looking at this this the front is this goldfish leaping from a smaller bowl to a bigger bowl and i've been looking at this title for a long time so now i'm ready to up level anyway before we talk about that i wanted to give everybody an update on my body moving involuntarily thing so <laughs> now it's just matter of fact and you're all in on my crazy. So I just wanted to give an update as of um, you heard what happened. If you haven't heard what happened last week, um, I was meditating and, you know, letting my body shake very vigorously and out of control. Again, maybe listen to previous podcasts if that doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> but that's what happens when I meditate. My body goes into this like crazy vibration spasms. Um, and so I let it kind of go crazy last week and just thought, you know, take me where you want to take me. And what ended up happening was my right arm moved and my head moved to the right and my hand came out of my face and it was creepy, but cool. So this week um, I meditated again and it took me kind of a long time. I haven't told you the ins and outs of this, so this is going to be fun. Um, it took me kind of a long time to get into the rhythm of it. Um, I, you know, was laying flat on the bed and I thought, well, maybe I don't have to like vibrate as crazy to get to the point where my body moves without me, you know, letting it, if that makes sense. Like it'll just do it naturally. Excuse me. And, um, excuse me. Um, so I tried just kind of laying there and like meditating kind of like normal and just seeing if something would happen if I didn't let my body do that. And there was still like sort of tingling feelings in that, but it was nothing like really crazy. I'd have a couple of twitches, but like nothing crazy. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it again. So knowing that I had the room to myself and, you know, I, no one was going to interrupt me. I let my body kind of go crazy again. I started like moving vigorously. Um, sorry, I'm just adjusting the recording volume on this. I started moving vigorously and uh, like crazy, like wrap it head around and like, you know, legs flying and like it looks, it lo would look like a seizure, it, I think, but it's not like my eyes are rolling it back up into my head. I can open them at any time. I could stop at any time, mm -hmm. but it's just, if I really let the energy flow through me, that's what happens. 
So I let it go, let it happen, and thought the same thing, like, bring it on, I can take it, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. And so um, I stopped, because it gets tiring, so I stopped, and, like, my back, everything kind of hurts, because um, it's a lot of, like, like muscle um, strengthening and what's the, tensing and releasing tensing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, so I stop and then I feel like cra- it's a crazy tingling sensation all over my body when I stop. Like it's like buzzing. My body's buzzing. And so I put my hands outside of the blankets and let them kind of sit on top of me. And then they started moving, but both my hands this time, not just the right one. And they moved. So they were like kind of on my stomach, sort of. And this, it's at like molasses pace too. It's like super slow, very, very, very slow. Almost like like the Ouija board. Again, go back to that episode if you haven't heard it. Um, it's a fun one. Um, so yeah, my hands lifted up like towards my chest, almost like in a, how would you explain this position? It's hard when you can't see me. Like, okay, so your hands are towards your chest like like what if you, if you right were now? to like fake a puppy dog <laughs> yes <laughs> like puppy dog paws right or like yeah. a prairie dog prairie dog paws yeah, yeah like that in front of my chest and then they slowly uh reached out wide both of them to the point where they were so wide that my chest was lifting up off the bed mm. and then my chest would come back down my back would hit back on the bed and then my hands would go back towards my stomach and then they'd come up again towards my chest and then wide out again and then back down to my stomach. So it, if you can picture that, it pictures almost, it's almost like wings. Mm-hmm. That was the sensation that I felt. It was like, like wings. Right, like bringing your wings in to you. Right. Close. And then, and then like opening, opening them up, stretching yeah. them out wide. Stretching them out. And then bringing them back in. Back to my, yeah. Yeah. And that happened three times, very slowly, three times. And not like my arms weren't, you know, synchronized perfectly. Like sometimes one would move a bit further than the other and like they were like kind of jiggity. Mm. But they like, you know, they did it. And the third time around, um, I didn't realize how late it was when it was happening. And so I told my husband he could come to bed. And so he he walks in the door and my arms are like, (laughs) they were in like the halfway position of like, from my chest to like stretch way, way out, they were like in the middle. So it just looked like my wrists were like hanging in the air kind of, and he walks in, he's like, hi. <laughs> it's like, it's still happening. I'm like, you can come in, but it's still happening. And so he was, he started watching me and he, he was watching my arms move really slowly, but like, you know, in this position. And so he recorded it this time. Mm-hmm. Someone was here to record it. So Sam got to see it the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next time it happens, I'm going to be calling Sam in here. But the part, the part that I wanted to tell you, because you've heard all of that part before, but the part that I wanted to tell you about that's funny mm-hmm. is <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Not that any of this does. But like, um, this, is, yeah. this is the weirdest part to me. Okay. I kept, <laughs> it sounds so stupid. I kept hearing the name Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, okay? Barbara. How <laughs> random is that? How random is that? Not Barb. Okay, Barbara. Okay. Okay? And this was before the arm movement. It was like in between, like when my body was tingling. <laughs> so Barbara. 
Barbara and Kay. This is it kind of gets weird. It gets weird. Then it's like, then there is like some sort of missing child. Kay, what? And then an elevator. These are the three things that were going around and around and around and around and around in my head. What? Yeah. Could that be more random? <laughs> I'm like, Barbara? Like, <laughs> like, what does this mean? Barbara? Like, I don't know if she's missing a child or the child's name is Barbara. And then an elevator. Something to do with an elevator. I don't know if she's in the elevator. I have no, <laughs> no idea. But that's what well, it kept, like, because I was, like, trying to, like, focus on something else and it kept, like, coming back. <laughs> that's really weird. The most random. Well, what's weird is, like, okay, <clears throat> Barbara, <laughs> do, do you, like, take that in as base value of, Okay, there's a woman and a missing child in an elevator, and what do those three things mean? Or do you take them as symbols for something, right? Maybe. So, like, an elevator would represent going up and down, like leveling up. Right, right. Up, right. up and down, right? What's or a missing child, moving. though? I don't know. That's what like I'm me? saying. Like, like, are these, like, are these clues? Or are they, like, no, I don't know. Barbara, she's just, <laughs> she's just a kid. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she's a kid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Oh my god. I don't know. So this is the thing too, because this is what I want to talk to you about. Because Barbara. I want to. <laughs> this is like an idea, or like, I think it like a discussion that I don't think I've ever had with you or you know people, and that is random thoughts, right? Like random mm. thoughts that come yes. into your head, and whether to take them, like you say, at face value, especially in a moment like that. Yeah. Right? Where you're meditating and you're just allowing thoughts to come in and you're like vibrating and like you're in a zone. And then these thoughts come in like clear as day and you're like, what the heck is this? Yeah. Who are you and who's Barbara and why is, what? Like it's just, you're trying to make sense of it. But then you're also like, I'm trying to just meditate here. Right. You know? (laughs) And like those things happen to me. Like when when I'm in the shower. Mm -hmm. Like I get random ideas like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like random, like that, that random. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, does that happen to you? Does that happen to people? Like, or is that normal? Do people have random thoughts like that? I have, in order for me to fall asleep, not in order for me, but I notice when I'm falling asleep, that starts to happen to me. Right, exactly. Where I'm just yes, like, yes, yes. like, and it's very random and if I notice it I'm like okay I'm starting to fall asleep right then I egg it on I'm like hey what else is random kind of right so I just kind of like like let them it's like the dream that dream state of like your subconscious saying weird yeah stuff to you yeah and sometimes I can even like trigger me falling asleep by leaning um, into it yeah Yeah. by like saying okay say random things Right. right and it's just like just like left field left field Barbara nothing in the nothing relates to the other right nothing like it's like pink shoes sand beach florida like i don't know that those that's too related but do you know what i mean yeah. like i was just like that's how that's how weird it goes it goes right. from so far but that's only when i'm falling asleep i notice it you don't have it like during the day though like my randomly. only random thoughts during the day 
and I think in this podcast we're gonna get real about some things right you're yes. saying that yeah yes. but I think for me the, the random thoughts I get during the day are moments of it sounds horrible but it, moments of shame oh man all the time I get that too when I'm like driving we'll or talk about that. where like you actually physically like cringe I'm just like ah oh, stop yeah like I'll say that out loud if I'm by myself yeah and a voice is in my head and it brings up this situation where I did something did stupid. something stupid yeah or I, know. I get those too I get it all the time what is that about I was getting it I noticed that it was happening more when I got the car so like after I bought the car there's all these like these thoughts were coming in of like shame yes so oh, then man, we have so much to talk about I know so yes exactly so Okay, I want, yeah. like, so we're going to get into the big leap. That's going to be our segue. Yeah. So basically, that's kind of the end, guys. The, our movements happened three times. It was crazy. We got it on video. I will update you as this story progresses. Oh, my God. It's, such, it's so crazy. I yeah. love it. I love, and, like, I want to, sh- I, I saw the video, and you described it as going very slow. Yeah. But it's not slow enough that you get bored and you walk away. Right. Or that it's not meaningful. Right. You, it's slow but it's also like the vi- video was like two minutes long yeah and i saw a, a full, full rotation ro- yeah. yeah it's not right that slow it felt slow to me i guess by the third time it was faster the first right. first round was really slow right but the third time i don't know i don't faster. know why i thought that was important i just didn't want people to think well like are you really moving them oh i was definitely moving i know I yeah saw it. you witnessed it <laughs> um yeah so that's what's happening there yes. um and i am the unfortunate thing is just because of how crazy things are, like, I haven't had time to sit and meditate, and I, I know I should be making it a priority, and it doesn't sound like I am, but, um, yeah, I'll update you as this progresses and see what else it turns into. Mm-hmm. But wings it was last time, which is so fun. Okay, so the big leap. So, okay, how do you want to tackle this? Because I started taking notes with it, to try and explain to people some of the basics. Okay. Because there's some terminology that we'll be using that they're not going to really understand. Right. And like, <laughs> guys, this sounds kind of like a book report, but I'm just <laughs> book I'm, I'm just explaining like <sighs> the value of the words in this book and like what we're learning from it mm-hmm. and how what we we are uncovering within ourselves mm-hmm. and how this is going to help us up level. Like, mm-hmm. and you'll see what we mean. Well, I have an experience with the book that I wanted to share. So maybe start you with could that. Do you want to start with? Or no, do you want me to give me the terms first? Um. Yeah, I think like if you maybe explain what the book is about. Yeah. Is that that seems like what? Yeah, what that's kind of direction like direction you're going in. Yeah. So he has this guy has a theory. So it's he wants Gay Hendrix. Um, he wants everyone to take what he calls the big leap. Um, which is in order to enter what he calls your zone of genius. So there are four zones that he discusses. Um, One is incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. So most of us live in the area of excellence, the zone of excellence. And it's where we kind of get by and like we're all sort of comfortable and the people around us are comfortable and like you know it's sort of status quo and like you're just kind of living you're like good at stuff and you're just kind of like keeping doing what you're doing but you're not like thriving in your zone of genius 
the zone of competence is like you're good at something but like you're not it's not bringing you enough satisfaction right like you're doing it because you're good at it but that's the only reason you're doing it right and then the zone of incompetence is is you're not even good at it (laughs) you're just doing it because it's the only what you know and you're not good at it and you're just like down on yourself it's not a good place to be right so most of us are in the zone of excellence but he wants us to be in the zone of genius Mm -hmm. and so he's based all of this on um counseling people uh, that are quite high up. Like he talks about like people that are doing Fortune 500 companies and mm. Silicon Valley and the founder of Dell Computers. Like he's coached all of these people. So he talks about them sort of specifically in different examples and different stories and upbringings and what kept them in their zone of excellence and what propelled them into the zone of genius when they worked with him. And like, you know, the benefits of the zone of genius is like, you know, I'm actually just getting to that part in the book because he breaks down first like where all of these zones are and then he explains your upper limit thermostat, which yes. is like really important. This yes. is like something that I think we've talked about a little bit before in terms of, I think we've used the term thermostat before because Catherine's used that and yes. this is obviously where she got it. Yes. Um, so you have to break your upper limit thermostat you have to break you have to that's the leap that you're trying to make is right. where your comfort zone is why you have to understand why it's there yes and then you have to be conscious of it in order to make the big leap to the next stage of your life mm-hmm. right to like up level yourself right um so yeah there's like i don't know if there if that's helpful to what you if that there's any segue there or no, because there's more information I can explain here. I think you should just keep going. Okay. And then I'll just describe my experience later. Okay. So he talks about ways of upper limiting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like what, the w- reason he wants to explain that is so that you can recognize it. So these are the feelings that you'll experience. And that's when you'll know that you're upper limiting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've hit your, your glass ceiling, right? That you just can't, you can't break through. Um... So worry is one, right? When you're worrying about like what you're doing, basically. Um, so he says, when you find yourself worrying, know there is something positive trying to break through, which mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, that's such a like comforting feeling. Um, this is one that I am like so guilty of: criticism and blame. Mm-hmm. I'm bad for this. <laughs> I don't say it out loud. Okay, it's all in my head, uh-huh. and it's bad okay I need to like I need to work on this um but he, he, he explains it as self-criticism and criticizing others are one and the same he also says it's addictive mm-hmm. and like man what I find is interesting about it is I've already been working on that because it doesn't feel good right when I do it right but I do it and it's so stupid <laughs> like the like if I like I can't get something done in time or like right. I have an expectation yeah. about how something's going to go yeah. and it doesn't, I'm so quick to like blame. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it doesn't make you feel good to blame. Like right. I'm talking mostly, I think about co-parenting. I think there's a lot of blame that I put in my head. I don't say it out loud, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just like, you know, why can't you hang that towel up? 
-hmm. you know, no, I have to do it, so it's going to take me longer. Why can't the, you, that you just clean that dish? If now I have to do it, it takes me longer. There's like blame, 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 blame. Right. It doesn't feel good. It feels terrible. But he's saying self-criticism and criticizing others are one and the same. So I'm like, and I th I knew this, right? Like, you know that the feelings that you don't feel good about other people are just projections of yourself. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. That's like a thing. And I know that. So when I do it, it's like it almost feels worse because I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, right. why can't I, like, blame myself or take credit or take responsibility mm -hmm. for these things, you know? Like, am I having a hard time with, Take, being accountable mm -hmm. I don't know right so that's one thing so I'm like this is an upper limit thing for me for sure so he says with all of these like some people have like more than one he says everyone has at least one of these things that I'm describing but um, some people have like you know four out of whatever some people have like I don't know more than one mm -hmm. anyway so that's a big one for me deflecting so that's when he says golfers are really good at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, when, so again, I hope I'm like, oh, people are following me here. These are all, am I making sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so deflecting is like when someone gives you a compliment and you're like, oh, well, it could have been better. Right. You know, it's like, oh, that was, you hit that ball so well or that went right. so far. And apparently golfers are the worst for being like, Oh, I've had a really bad day today, or oh, right. this that it could have gone farther, or whatever. Like it's always deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. Um, so we need to get better at accepting, like compliments like that, in order to know our own power, mm -hmm. in order to know our own worth. Like right. to stop. You know, that's another uh, upper limit. Uh, squabbling, victimhood. Mm -hmm. This is a big one too. I think a lot of people are guilty of this. Mm -hmm. I do. Because, yeah, he explains it really well, but like, especially in relationships, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's all about, well, you, you can't hear what I'm saying. Right. Right? That's yeah. like the main thing, the main argument in relationships. Like, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Right. Right? Those yeah. are like the things. Like, I can't get through to you. I can't, you don't understand how I feel. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if everyone took, doesn't he say there's 200% um, accountability in a relationship? Yes. yes. Which is great. Yes. It's not 100% split between two people. It's 200%. Right. Because each person brings 100%. Right. So you are 100% responsible for, for any situation. For exactly. Yeah. Because each person is 100% responsible. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Um, Getting sick or hurt, the three P's, punishment, protection, and prevention. Mm -hmm. That's like avoidance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, So basically all of these creative ways, right? That's one thing that my, yes. the other Bev. Yeah, the other Bev. My, yeah. my um, I don't know what you call her. She was my supervisor at one time, but we've remained close friends. Um, but she says we come up with creative strategies to avoid things. Yeah, like what it, after, she had a term for it, creative adjustments, I think it was the word that she used. But basically it's like to avoid, right? Mm -hmm. Or to prevent up like the upper limit, the upper like limit, the glass ceiling. Right. Of, so like yeah. if you worry, if you self-criticize or blame, 
if you keep fight, <laughs> if you're the victim, yeah. if you're deflecting, yeah. if you injure yourself or get hurt. Yeah. Like, it's like if someone, he talks about a guy that was supposed to give a presentation and he gets laryngitis. Right. <laughs> Doesn't want to give that presentation. Right. So, yeah, it's like these are the behaviors we engage in when we refuse to take the next step. Right. Like, to, yeah. to better ourselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We think that these, keeping ourselves in this comfort mm-hmm. place, comfort in quotes, um, will keep us keep safe. us safer yeah because it scares the ego the ego is like no right right like we're yeah. safe here we why would we want why more we can't up level this yeah. is stupid we're, we're fine we're good where we are yeah um the last one is the integrity breach which is lies broken arguments and withheld truths mm. things that stop ourselves from upper limiting so they're up leveling yeah. <laughs> the up the upper limit that we put on ourselves these right. are the reasons that we do that um, so this is like a key thing that I wanted to talk to you about because it was like a key part of this was identify your family story and why you shouldn't access your genius. It's okay to be fascinated with it, but be more fascinated with the big leap into your zone of genius. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can be fascinated with your past. Right. And be fascinated with why you ended up here. Right. Figure out what your barriers are right yeah um he talks about four barriers being feeling fundamentally flawed disloyalty and abandonment to friends or family right you're Mm -hmm. like i don't want to leave everybody in the dust i just want to stay where i am right right because if i up up level then it looks like you're leaving everybody behind Mm -hmm. um believing that more success brings more burden Mm -hmm. is the third one yeah and the fourth one is crime of outshining usually a sibling so these are huge Yes, I agree. These and barriers I, are huge. I. Which one do you relate to? All of them. <laughs> are you kidding? I, well, I when I read the um, success brings more burden. Yeah. I was like, um, yeah. Yeah, I know. And well, the crime like, about shining for sure, a sibling. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the disloyalty and abandonment, sort of, but like not really. And I feel like the ones we do have would be like. I think we oh, have to yeah. clarify. It. Like we have to. We have to clarify these. Yeah. Okay. So start. Sorry again. Start. From so the there beginning. are four hidden barriers. Okay. Okay. This is what he talks about. There's four hidden barriers. Right. To um, understanding. This is like ways of understanding your upper limiting. So like the the I I described the emotions. Okay. Right. Like the deflecting, the criticism, the worry. Those are like things that you do or think or say. Right. The behavior. These are the. Aren't these like more of like the behaviors yes. that you engage in? Yes. So you. This is you how worry, you know you're doing it. Right. You worry. You self-criticize. You victimize. You. Yeah. Um, hurt yourself. Blah blah yeah. blah. These are the behaviors that you do. Right. When you're like when you're doing these behaviors, you're like, huh. Right. I'm doing this it. This is a red flag. Right. Yes. This is me upper limiting myself right now. Right. I can't get past this limit that I've created for myself. Right. These are your clues. These are my behaviors that I'm engaging in. Yes. Right. And so these barriers are the reason that those come up, that these that are coming the, up, that the behaviors right. exist. Like, why are these behaviors being triggered? Well, yeah. because these barriers have been triggered. That's right. Right. Yeah. So the first one's feeling fundamentally flawed. Right. Which I would say most people feel. I think everyone would agree with that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not good enough to I'm do. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not smart enough. Right. I'm not brave enough. Right. I'm not 
whatever. Like you see that so and so on TV that's like, wow, they're so talented. I'll, I could never be like that. Yes. Where it's like, no, they're just people too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's, yeah. I mean, a given. Yeah. <laughs> Two is disloyalty and abandonment to our friends and family. Eh. Yeah. So, okay. I understand this means that um, people who grew up in a yes. low income house right. and who, you know, succeed or do well feel horrible because they're leaving people behind. Right. Right. They're making it. They're making it big. They're doing something with their lives. So then they have to kind of dumb themselves down. Or vice versa. You grew up in a house that's full of doctors and you want to be a tap dancer. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Right. Like you're, you're leaving the expectations. And, right. Yeah. Of your friends and your family. family. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I don't know if we relate to that because we don't have any friends or family. <laughs> Not that we don't have any friends or family. But no. Yeah. I don't know. We're the, like, I don't know. We're, yeah, I feel fortunate in that. I feel yeah. like the people that are in our lives, maybe it's just the way we've sort of sorted it out, but I feel like most people in our lives would be really happy if we Yeah, they're super supportive. Yeah, and so we're, we're fortunate in that respect. Yeah. Um, believing that more success brings more burden. That's yes. number three. That was, wowzes. that was me for sure. Yeah. Because, like, there's this lie. Well, I don't know if it's a lie. See? I don't know. Um... With more success, there's more work. Yeah. So therefore, there's less or more money, time. More, more problems. <laughs> yeah, but there's less time, less time to do right. things that you love, and yeah. like that's where it's like, I, I really have a hard time with that. I'm like, well, if I work on this right now, then it, I'm not able to spend with my time with my family right now. Right. Right. And like, I th- guess the argument is, well, if you love the work, it doesn't feel like work. So. But I struggle with that because I, I don't want my work to be, um, I don't want it to interfere with my life. Right. At all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, newsflash, people are going to be like, what? Like, yeah. if you have, like, a job that you, you know. Yeah. You live for the weekends? Yeah. Most people. I c- can't. I know. Like... It kills me, my soul. My soul is just like, we can't do this. We can't waste our whole week, forty hours on a week. this, yeah, and not do what we love. We can't leave our family behind and go do this. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, sorry, it's not a very popular belief, but I'm. We kind of talked about it today. Yeah, I get really emotional about it. I think, yeah. like, it really upsets me. Yeah, that people are. Settling. And Settling. Works. Like those people that work one job and then they're like 65 and they have their little retirement party. And yeah, and like it sounds like I have so much pity for these people, but it like breaks my heart. It's just that sadness. Yeah. yeah, it just breaks my heart that there are people that are doing this to themselves. Yeah. Like it's like they work self, in a cubicle. <laughs> self-persecution yeah. for a life that they will get one day. Right. Like you could die tomorrow what like yeah like I just I can't it just makes me so upset like <laughs> and I just won't let myself get there and I think that's a problem with upper the upper like the hidden barrier for me yeah. is that I I'm afraid to be successful because I don't want that burden yeah so I don't know yeah yeah, well, 
I'm going to read something to you in a minute. Yeah. It gets deep here. Um, and then what was the last one? The last one was the crime the without shining a sibling. Oh, yeah. Crime without shining a sibling. You feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll explain here in a minute. Um, actually, maybe I should just jump into it. So, like, I did, I did a bunch of reading last night. Like, I read, I would say, maybe, like, 80 or 100 pages or something. Um, and then I hopped in the shower, and I just, like, I was like, I have to write this down because my head's just, like, buzzing with these truths slash, belief, slash beliefs that I have that I think stem from childhood right yeah. like a lot of this a lot of the people that he's counseled they have these upper limiting beliefs and it usually stems back to something that happened in their childhood and that's why they believe what they believe right so I'm like okay I need to dig into this a bit more mm-hmm. so I started writing some stuff down okay and I'm going to share what you. happened okay okay share what do you mean what happened well I was gonna say you said it like that I'm like oh did something happen when you were writing something down yeah it gets I started writing and I didn't realize how much truth needed to be uncovered until I started writing. Mm. And like I stopped at one point because I think I just got tired. Okay. But I'm like, I don't think this journal entry is over. <laughs> that's <laughs> There's good. like more that's going to come. But So the first one is I'm very competitive. Okay. And this is something I struggled with as a kid. Mm-hmm. But being the middle child, I felt like, you know, as you were the older oldest you were always the first to do something so it was always like you were the first to grow under grade four first to grow under grade five first yeah. to go under you know what I mean yeah. you got all the new clothes I got a lot of hand-me-downs <laughs> like you yeah. know you were just always the first to do something so there's a lot of attention on you mm-hmm. and then our younger sister was the baby mm-hmm. she was the last to do something it was really special she needed extra help she needed extra guidance extra you know extra attention and so I always felt like I had to compete to get attention mm-hmm. from mom and dad. So it always meant a lot to me, like, you know, Christmas time, mom would take us each separately to buy right. Christmas presents. That to me was like the best day of the year. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it because I got one on one, like, quality time. And that's my love language now, so it makes more sense. Um, so, yeah, I say I am very competitive, being a middle child, wanting to be the center of attention. So I gave up and separated myself from mom and dad early on, I mm-hmm. would say. I became very independent from them because I didn't get attention from them. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do my own thing then. Mm-hmm. And like, even as we got older, like you and Lavinia would call them like daily. Right. And I was like, I don't do that. Like, that's not, I just don't have that close of a relationship because I just found like, I just was able to stay in the status quo I was able to like fly under the radar mm-hmm. with a lot of things and just kind of like you know just like do follow the rules and just you know just stay kind of normal yeah but I did feel like I had to compete for attention mm-hmm. okay so that's a that's a big one because I still feel like that um I pull away when people get too close. I don't trust people. Mm-hmm. And that's from past trauma. That's from stuff that I experienced in high school that was like a lot all in the same year. It was yeah. friends abandoned me. My boyfriend cheated on me. Like it was just like, blah, blah. It, was, yeah. it was a rough year for yeah. me. Um, so all the people that I thought I could trust the most, I couldn't trust at all. I found. So that's the story 
for never, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, I, I've uncovered it, I feel like, a bunch of times. I don't feel like that's something I need to dig up, but I just know right. that that's the reason I pull away. Yeah. Um, so, okay, money is dangerous and unstable. It causes disruption, pain, anger, and instability. Yeah. And that's from the divorce. Yes. From mom and dad. Yeah. So that was a big one for me to write down. Yeah. That money money is that's dangerous. That's very powerful. Yeah. It is unstable. It causes disruption, pain, anger, and instability. Wow. Like, this is, like, what I've learned. Yes. And I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid to touch money because of this. It's dangerous. It's scary. Right. Right? It's the big black monster. It is the big black monster in our family's divorce. And a lot of families' divorces have to do with money. Yeah. Right? Because of everybody's hang-ups. Right? Yes. So that's a big one for me. There's my box. <laughs> so here we go. Here, here. Now we're getting into it. Oh, my. I feel irresponsible when I spend money because there's never enough. So this is all in quotations. We can't afford that. I can't afford to give that to you. Don't you think I would if I could? There's nothing more I would rather do than give you what you want, but I can't. So stop asking. Mm-hmm. How many times did we hear that mm-hmm. as kids? Mm-hmm. So many times, right? Well, I think I heard it once and I was like, I will never ask again. <laughs> but like this was on repeat in our house. Like it was, it was talked about a lot. Yeah. I, so I, <laughs> I stopped asking. Yeah. And I feel as though I am a burden for asking. Right? Mm -hmm. I am a burden for asking. I am rocking the boat. I am causing stress on an already stressed system. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if any sort of instability happens, it is my fault for pushing it over the edge. Wow. I know. This is like pouring out of me yesterday at like midnight. That's so good. Asking, I mean not, asking for, I know, this is like good, like get all out. Yeah. Asking for more is a burden to those I love. I am selfish for asking. Don't ask for more. Right. Right? Yeah. You relate how to this come, family well, story? Come, yes, I yeah, do. And how come more people haven't said this? I don't know. <laughs> this is just what was like, bleh, like vomiting out of me last oh night. Oh my God, I love it. Because there's so many times it's just like, write the good stuff, think about the good stuff, think about the good stuff. And it's like, maybe we just need to look under the mat first. This is definitely under the mat. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next part. Sweep that shit out. That's just then... the money. That's the money stuff. Oh my God. Um, so good. So then... My overachieving is annoying and that I'm boasting and bragging. This is a big one. Okay. I felt like like I'd bring my report card home. Yes. <laughs> Got like uh, yeah. straight A's yes. and like all E's. Like yes. I was like the model student, guys. Not to say that anybody should. I mean, I'm going to parent my kids differently because like kids should. But anyway. Right. That was, there's curse words in there, kids. Um, so, Yeah. I would bring my report card home, and it yeah. was just like, that's nice. Yeah. And I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> so what I do isn't good enough, so why try? Why be vulnerable when I, when people won't give me the reaction I want? Mm. So this is all outward reinforcement that I feel like I need, right? Yeah. Again, this, the title of this page is... <laughs> Truths, beliefs that no longer serve me. Okay, so wow. like this is like, this is these are truths and beliefs that no longer serve me. But this is what I believe. Right. So I need to get it all out. Yes. To like rewrite this situation DNA yeah. that's in me. Yeah. Um, 
It's really good. Why be vulnerable when people okay, give me the reaction I want? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, so why bother? I'm seeking praise. What I do is for the praise from others. How I dress, act, behave, it's all for praise. I was good at following rules and guidelines. I never wanted to get into trouble. This is the shame part. The shame from getting in trouble are the most vivid memories I have as a child. And that's so true. Anytime mm -hmm. I like hard fucked up, mm -hmm. that is the most vivid childhood memories that I have. Which is sad to say because we had a great childhood. <laughs> it was like, like our childhood really was shit. It no, wasn't. it wasn't. <laughs> but this is like, this is getting to nitty gritty. This is yes. like unpacking those yes. like hidden pee under the mattress kind of shit, yes. right? Princess in the pee shit. That's yes. what this is. Like the mattress yes. is great. It's super comfortable, but there's this tiny pee under yes. like 400 mattresses and I yes. can feel it. So let's yeah. dig those peas out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will do anything not to get into trouble slash disappoint someone. Shame is terrifying. Wow. And that's where I stopped because I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. So Yeah, I would like to photocopy But, that. like, how I dress, act, behave is all for praise. This, to me, is really, like, key, especially as a woman. Yeah, I think that the system has been set up that way, right? Because yeah. school was all about that. It was just oh every, every day was, like, are you being good? Yeah. Every day. If yeah. you're not, I'll call your mom. Every day. <laughs> I know. And everyone was made as an example. Yes. So it was like. That's so true. You had to like stand in the corner in shame well, if you like yes, spoke Yes, but out like you witnessed what would happen if you misbehaved. Right. right. You were good. You didn't misbehave very often, but you watched what happened to those who did. And you're like, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen to me. Right. Like. It's a shame based system. It's a shame based system. It's yeah. like. Which is it's so a punishment-based system. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's not about, like, this is kind of a segue, but, like, traffic cops, they should be handing out tickets from, like, giving out money for people who... Right. Who do good. Who do... Who, yeah. Who, who don't speed. Right. Right? They shouldn't be, like, the police who right. ticket people for <laughs> right. speeding. Because more of us would... Yeah, would do would be good. Would be we go on might, to the moment because we get might get money. money. Yeah, it's the system is yeah. just like oh fundamentally flawed. The like shame, that. like <sighs> there's a whole like thing about shame. Like there I've is. been listening to Brene Brown's podcast, mm -hmm. and she's like the queen of understanding shame. That's like mm -hmm. what her life's work is all about. And there's one apparently that she just did. Well, I guess it was a couple weeks ago about shame and accountability, and I haven't listened to it yet. But mm -hmm. apparently, people are like, ah, like it's like so many breakthroughs so I'm gonna listen to that because mm -hmm. this last page of me being like shame is terrifying yeah I'm like I need to get over this because yeah. a big leap requires risk being vulnerable being vulnerable risking being, shame yeah being wrong being wrong like risk being wrong yeah like risk falling gonna, on your face risk falling on your face yeah risk being like that didn't work out the way I thought it was yeah make that risk like that's not easy no you know? Yeah. The, the most successful people are shameless. Yeah. No shame. You know? AKA President Trump. Right? No shame. Not that we should use him as an example. I don't think we should. No shame, right? No. That's how they get there. No shame. Who cares? But like, okay. Gotta have some something. <laughs> right? Some morals. But yeah, we gotta have some morals. But I think, yeah, like 
I don't know. That's it's really it's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the shame thing is I think that's something everybody deals with, especially when, like you said, it's ingrained in our society that it runs on shame. Like that's how they keep us in line. Yeah. Is to view you well, know, yeah, I think like shame. Our um our the ancient part of our brain definitely triggers when that happens and you said like those are your most vivid memories yeah. is with shame and that's because the part of your brain was like never again yes but it's your brain's been designed that way right for, from for evo- protection yes from an yeah. evolutionary perspective you for safety be kicked out of the herd you'll die right you got to stay in the herd right so you'll do anything to stay in the herd so if there is a threat that you might be kicked out <laughs> yeah. it's like Oh, hell no. And your brain goes like berserko and you feel all of the emotions and yeah. all of the physical sensations. And it's like, we will never let this happen again. Right? Yeah. Like your body like tattoos it into your brain like this, never again. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's a survival thing. So to thing. risk that, to knowingly risk that yeah. is very, very, very scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my little journal entry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and like I experienced shame when I was, when I bought the car. Yeah. And it wasn't shame about buying the car because I was like, this car makes sense for me to buy. Yeah. But it was, my brain was like, okay, yeah, but we're still going to make you feel shame anyways. You're going to get these random. Yes. <sighs> we're going to give you these shame. random thoughts of That's shame. your upper limiting. Barrier. Barrier. Trying to make me yeah. feel shame. Right. Well, it's, there's another term that he used. He calls it an OLP. Oh, yeah, U-L-P. What's the P stand for? Upper limiting problem. Problem? Is that what it is? I don't know. Because it's like I had an ulp today. Yeah, problem. You're um, right. Yeah, so yeah. I will just And that's like get the, that's the term that he would use. I had an ulp today, an yeah. upper limiting problem. So this is one of your upper limiting problems. You've up-leveled with this car. Yes. Because you've wanted it and you manifested it and that's awesome. But yeah. then there's like self-sabotage that comes with this because you're hitting, it, you're hitting your own upper limit. Right. So this is your problem. Yeah. So is yeah. This so is your glass I've been ceiling. like when you know when I was a little kid and all these like just embarrassing things more so right mm-hmm. and just I don't know just stupid stuff but yeah um, it's interesting how it comes here. I was thinking like why is all this stuff coming up? I'm like oh and I just read this book. I'm like I just bought a car. Yeah. Therefore my body is like you can't have this. Right? Yeah, and, and that's like, what no, happens. Like, I can't do. <laughs> he says that. Like, people, you'll see people that, like, they'll have a big win, and then they sabotage it somehow. Right. Or, like, I mean, the stereotype of, like, a relationship going really well, and then someone pulls away. Mm-hmm. Because it's their upper limiting belief, their upper limiting barrier that they, they're fundamentally flawed. Or, like, you know, like, there's yeah. all these things. Like, they, they're, they don't deserve this good thing that's happening in their life, so they sabotage another area. Right. Right? Like, yeah. I have, do you want me to read mine? You wrote one too? I wrote stuff I didn't down. even know that you wrote one. Well, I wrote what, so this is pretty interesting. I haven't told you this because. Um, okay, so I'm reading this and I cut to this page. Are you, am I interrupting you? Like, or do you have more things to say? N- not really. I just want to find like where we're going next because you, you read this book before me and you underlined things. Yes. So I want to talk about the things that you underlined because I didn't get to that until today. Like okay. I got my hair done today and I brought the yes. book with me and I read it. Yes. So there's things where I was like, oh, 
and like we underlined it and I didn't know you underlined it till yes. I got to it and then I was like I wanted to like look around for you so like Aww. I know it was fun well if, okay you're on page 120 right that's where you started that yeah you started so writing things? Okay. the page that you're on is when I stopped and wrote this okay so let's let's just go no, with what tell me what you were gonna do oh. <laughs> well I can uh, let's listen to what you were gonna say and then because like come on just tell me Oh, okay. Well, they were for you. They were the, my little love messages. Your little you. love. They were so sweet. I know. So I'm like, you're, you're like, I, so I gave you the book after I read it. I'm like, I underlined things, and you're like, well, should I have got my own copy? I don't know. I'm like, they're for you. You like, yeah, I know. They're for just, yeah. I underlined them for us. It's just, it's, it's a new thing to write in books for me. So I'm like, oh, I know. But I was just like, I'm gonna get. Where's my pen? I just had to like start doing. I know. It. You could almost highlight like at least one thing on each yeah. page of this book, but. So the first half of the book is understanding what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. Oh my god, it sounds like the two sisters in bed eating ice cream watching Oprah. Yeah. Remember when she's just like, you tell them what's wrong with them and they thank you for it. <laughs> what is that from? What is that from? Knocked up. Okay, it she's is knocked like, up. Aren't you just supposed to accept people for who they are and love them anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is all about, guys. Um, well, I don't know. He does say in it, like, you need to you need to come at this with lightheartedness. Mm. You need to understand what's wrong with you. <laughs> but, like, not in a, oh, God, well, ice like cream said, on the bed kind of way. Right, like, okay, look at it, but then be more interested in right. your, your journey up-leveling. Right, your and development. Like, understand what it is. It's okay to be fascinated with it for a bit because right. we need to understand what's going on here. Yeah. But once you know, then you can, like catch yourself in these thoughts or behaviors yeah. and then you know understand what it is and then change your focus so he talks about the latter half of the book is talking about what your zone of genius looks like and what yes. that feels like yes and how how to make that leap how to start making the leap to begin with right mm -hmm. so um 120 is where yeah yeah so uh, yeah, I just want to hear what you have to say, and then we can talk about this stuff. Really? Yeah. I'm too curious. Okay. All right. I'll follow your lead. Okay. Okay, so I read this page, um, 120, if you're interested. Um, I'm going to read it out loud, because I feel like it helps. It helps set it up. Helps set it up. Cool. Okay, so the part that I underlined says, in your zone of genius, you don't feel like you're working. Even though the time you spend there produces great financial abundance, you do not feel that you are expending effort to produce it in your zone. We've talked about this before. This is a bit our, our passion. Yes, this and this is, our is passion exactly podcast. how I feel. Yeah. Right? Like it. I just said like earlier in this episode, like it makes me really upset when yeah. people don't know this. Yeah. You know, it breaks my heart. In your zone of genius, work doesn't feel like work. Like a fucking men, brother. That is exactly right. <laughs> Time seems to expand to support your activities, okay? And then later, just down a little bit more, it says, how about it? Will you make a commitment to mm -hmm. living in your zone of genius all the time? Mm -hmm. If you do that, I can promise you as much real life magic as you can experience. So I like drop the book and I just start sobbing. I was just like, ah! Because <laughs> I was so like, relieved and satisfied and like happy that somebody said it and it was in a book and I was just like yes this is how I felt for my whole life 
like in grade eight when they came into the room and they're like choose your career I was like go fuck yourself like <laughs> I am in grade eight there's yeah. no way I know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life I remember writing I want to be happy oh, that's what so I wrote good. everyone was like I want to be a doctor and like I, I want to be happy I just felt like everyone was being so short-sighted and god they're not gonna want to listen to me after this they're gonna think I'm mean I don't think so I just felt like everyone was just like not paying attention to themselves and it was making me well, upset. Well, we, we were going with the flow. We were trusting right. the system. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. Is anybody revolting? I felt like I was the only one, you know? Yeah. And like in grade nine, we went down in grade nine to meet uh, yeah. our universities that I we would go that. to in four years later. Yeah. And make sure you pick the right courses because you don't want to do one course and then realize, oh, you have to go do a different course. And you can't get into the program you want to get into in four get years. you can't get into the program you want to get into. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. We're in grade nine. I'm 14. I'm 14 years old. Yep. My consciousness just appeared about 30 days ago. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. I'm getting mad. I'm getting angry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm trying to, like, if you're hearing some static in your microphone, I'm, I'm trying really to change my recording levels as she yells at me. <laughs> I get so, it's just like She gets real worked up, fam. I just get, because I didn't have the luxury of knowing what I wanted to do. Right. People who knew didn't have this problem. They were like, it was great. I was told that I should take these courses in order to be a doctor. I appreciated that. Right. I wanted to be a doctor. I'm happy. I'm a doctor now. Which is great. I'm great. That's awesome. But for those of us who didn't have that luxury of knowing what we wanted to do, this system sucked. Yeah. Because it was like. It felt like making any decision would be a wrong one because mm-hmm. you didn't know what you wanted to do. Right. So I bailed. So you didn't want to like corner yourself no. into a career. No. Like that I just work. bailed on the whole system. Like I didn't go to university right away. I took time. I traveled. Like and I was the only one that traveled. People would say, "Oh my God, you're so brave." And I was like, "You're yeah. so brave. You went to school. What? Like yeah. you're so brave. I can't believe you did that." You know, I just bailed. I just like was like, eh, I'm out of here. Yeah. I did too. too I was right after you, and I took the four years off as well. And yeah. just like, I'm not into it. I'm not. Nope. I but I was fortunate, and then I did know what I wanted to do. I was just buying time, right? Yes. I just didn't know which program. Blah blah blah. I took yes. all the right courses, but my high school didn't offer anything in film. They offered drama, so I took that. But other than that, nothing. I was lucky. Yeah. Anyway, so I read that, and I was like, oh, my God, finally someone said it. And not only is this someone the someone, the someone has coached yeah. so many people. The big, right? yeah. isn't just someone. It's and this like, book is, like, well-known within the, the up-leveling. All the someone's. Like, Tony Robbins and, yeah. like, all of these people that are famous for helping people change their own lives. Like, this book is, it's, in, it's been in a lot of hands, so just put it that way. Okay, so then this is where I go psychotic in my journal. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. It's like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that how it starts? No. It's like, I get so passionate, so angry. I like, I'm like a teenager all over again. I'm like carving into my journal. Like, I'm just like, I'm Scrolling. angry. I'm, I'm just, I'm angry and frustrated that it's like that upper limiting thing, right? That there's like this glass ceiling on me and I'm mm-hmm. just like, bah, like I haven't broken through yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. mad and happy and all weird all the things anyway so i say the title is enough is enough are you happy right now 
Yes. Hell yes. Could you be happier? Fucking right I could. <laughs> I've been want. Okay, this is weird. I, and this is hard to read, too, because, again, I was a crazy teenager. Okay. Um, I've been wanting to cry so hard to both Frozen songs. I know there's more for me. I know. And I'm so ready and done waiting and done learning. I'm done. I don't want debt anymore. I'm always running away from reality because I want that escape. This is the good part. I want that escape. Mm. I want that dream. Mm. I want more than I can bear. I'm so happy. I know what I want. I want to travel. I don't want to wait any longer. I'm done with the waiting. Fuck waiting. (laughs) I feel like I've been saying to myself, hold it together. Hold it together. Don't let go. Let go. Go for it. Show yourself. Throw yourself into something new. You are the one you've been waiting for all of your life. I commit to living in my zone of genius now and forever. I wouldn't have it any other way. Host to host. Not fun anymore. It's a chore. It's a task. It's a daily reminder of struggle. I feel guilt for letting people down. I want it to work so badly. I'm killing it. Mm. Like killing it, not in the good way, people. (laughs) Like murdering my business. (laughs) Do I give up easily? I don't feel like I'm giving up. Maybe this giving up is actually surrendering. Monica, hashtag car, Mm -hmm. means something. This is where it gets weird. Okay. Your car is your dream car that you purchased, if they haven't heard it. Yes. Yes, I purchased my dream. She named it Monica. Yeah. It's a Nissan 370Z. 370Z. I I love this car. It was on my vision board. Yeah. Now it's not on my vision board anymore. And her name is Monica. Her name's Monica. Okay. Okay. So I say, Monica means something. There's a reason you have this car. It's for your work. Use it. Use it. That's why you manifested it. Two years ago, you knew there would be a pandemic, and this was your way of making work it work for you. <laughs> it has come at the perfect time. Okay, so you're saying you put the car on your vision board because the universe knew that when you got it, yes. it would... Sp- fill that hole of not being able to travel yes. so you drive around in this car yes that is some serious tri- time travel shit i know okay it has come at the perfect time yeah it has come at the perfect time people you swap with don't have to be members find people do your work swap anyways fuck it show them show yourself show, yourself. show people what is possible yes um uh, okay, so then in the book it asks, like, what your... Yeah, you're uni- getting further into the book that I, I haven't gotten here yet. What your unique gift is? Because you talk about the, the mantra, which you've already set up, up there, I think. Or is it... No, I haven't said the mantra. No, where is it? Sorry, I hope we're not losing them. I know. Oh, I commit to living in my zone of genius now and forever. That's like a commi- the commitment sentence that he asks you to say. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's what I said that up but there. I, yeah, there's another, there's a, there's a mantra in there that's really good. That's where I've stopped, is the mantra. Okay. So, yeah. 
so I don't well, know. Well, this part of it isn't as exciting as the other parts of my journal. Um, it's just That's a really great way to entice us into listening. Well, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, anymore. okay. That's why this is my. Oh, you've that's your way. Okay, that's, that's my your, that's your concluding. Yes, because the rest of it's like just talking about what your ne- unique gifts are. How did it feel to say that shit out loud? Well, it was. It, it was good. It was good. It was weird when I r- wrote that I manifested it for a reason, and that now is the perfect time, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to use it. It's interesting that the universe made you wait two years because it is the perfect time now. I know. That's the interesting part. Yes. There's like a master plan. You knew there would be a pandemic, (laughs) and this was your way of making it work for you. Yeah. Two years ago, I had to have liked the car. Yes. Because I wouldn't have bought it now. Right. Because I didn't know I liked it. Right. You wouldn't have known yet. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And now it just tastes that much more sweet because it's been two years in the making. Well, and that shows me that it's like waiting has its purpose. Right. But, yeah, I was just like so, it's like my head's been bruised from bumping up against that ceiling. Mm. Yeah, and he says that in the book too, like right where I am. It's like, do you feel like you're on the verge? Do you feel Mm -hmm. like you're about to break through? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I really do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I feel, too. I really do feel like there's this, like, I can feel the dam yeah. filling with water, and it's yeah. going to burst open. Yeah. I really do feel that. And I don't know, like, this book is helping me understand where the cracks are that I can, like, poke at in order to break this dam. But, yeah. like, you know, like, I'm just, like, I really do feel that way. I feel like I'm so close to, like, up-leveling, but I just can't figure it out like I can't and I'm like is it resistance or is it I just haven't understood it it hasn't clicked yet something hasn't clicked yet like this book is helping me tremendously but it's like I'm just I'm just not something's not clicking I just can't get there yeah I I'm like back and forth on it because it's like I want it to happen yeah I want there to be this breakthrough I really really want it yeah um I I just I haven't I feel like there hasn't been momentum though yeah I want it to happen but like is there evidence to show that it's going to happen soon right I don't know I think it's more about like you feeling like it could happen soon I think the momentum will come I think it's more of a general knowing it's more of like a big picture like something's gonna happen soon I can feel it Right? Like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm not having any momentum. I don't have any momentum right now. Yeah, like, I don't feel like there's, like, this, like, galloping, like, right. pace where, like, it's, like, oh, like, everything is coming in. It's more like, okay, I want it. Like, yeah. I want that. I mm-hmm. want that feeling. I want that, like, that feeling of everything coming in. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to up-level. I just, am I... Today, in the position that I'm in right now, am I in the position to accept it? Right. Or is it that it's like, okay, the beginning is you wanting. Right. Now we have to do things. No, I think we've, we're past the beginning. I hope so. We've been wanting for a while. I know. I don't know how, I don't know. Um, I love that you brought up the Frozen songs. 
because oh my God. Every we've time. talked about that in the previous episode, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. cry every time. So if you haven't <laughs> heard this already, a little recap, Sam and I listened to <laughs> two Frozen 2 songs every morning, guys, every morning. I'm turning 30 in two days, okay? I'm turning 30. And I consider myself like a pretty grown-up human. Right. Like we have our Disney movies because in our generation it's just nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. But, you know, I'm not <laughs> – I did not see myself like resonating this deeply with Frozen 2. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But these songs, you guys, man, if you are looking for any type of up-leveling feeling, yes. listen to these two songs. Yes. And what's funny about it is, so yeah. the page after the page that you just read, it's like, now that you've stepped out into the unknown, yeah. is what you underlined, the yeah. bridge can appear under your feet. Yeah. Because that's what happens in the I movie. I know. The bridge appears under her feet. I know. It's like he knew in 2009 when he wrote this <laughs> that we would have a visualization for that. I know. So there's two songs. One's called Into the Unknown and one's called Show Yourself. Yeah. And the Into the Unknown song is the like, it's your knowing. It's that voice in your head that's like, there's more for me. I yes. know there's more for me. Yes. Shut up. I don't want to hear you. I'm comfy in my little life. You're annoying. You're keeping me up at night. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. But there's this part of me that wants to go into the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the song is about. Oh, my God, you guys, it's so good. And then the next one, Show Yourself, is she's gone on this long journey. She's heard this voice this whole time. In the cartoon, it's like, it sounds like a terrible way of explaining it. In the animated feature film, it's, she thinks it's a voice outside of herself. And then she goes, and it's not. She is the one that she's been looking for her entire life. She is the one that's going to make it all make sense and let herself step into this new version of herself, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like, guys, it's so freaking deep. It's not for kids, I'm telling you. It's very deep. It's a very deep song. And, like, like the, the movie itself, because we watched the whole documentary on it, six, it's six parts. The documentary of the making. Of the making of it, yes. Yeah. And the first time they screened it, kids didn't get it. Adults loved it, but kids didn't get it. Guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you can't watch the movie, listen to these two songs. I would. They're like, yeah. they're, they're a bit show toony, so you have to like be okay with that. But man, they are deep. I would watch it. Okay, I would listen to it, but watch the scene yeah. that she sings it to. Yeah. Because it like pairs, it helps. It like helps it, with the emotion behind the song. Right. And like, yeah. like you said, it's like, it's a Disney movie, so it just, it helps. Like, yeah. it helps kind of bring it all together, and you're not yeah. just listening to some, like, Broadway. Right. And it's not a Broadway song, but you know no. what I'm trying to it's say. No, it's show tuny. It sounds like that. It's it's good. Better yet, if you want to spend, you know, your time watching the documentary you should, it's on Disney+, Plus and it's so friggin' good. I've yeah. seen it, like, three times. I like it, I think, more than I like the movie. Right. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's funny how he says that in the book. Into the unknown, the bridge will come. I was like, oh my God, stop. I know. Yes. Yeah, so I know. Good. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. So Yeah, so there's like these moments I have where it's like, oh yeah, I have complete faith in all, all of it, right? Yeah, totally. And then there's other moments where I'm like, but. I know. But look. 
I know. You know, but look. Yeah. Like, look. Like, <sighs> I know. I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Hence our manifestation journey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. These things help point all of that stuff out and they help like I said, uncover the peas under the mattress, right? Like they help, you have to yeah. dig deeper. And that's what all of this stuff is. Like in order to expand, you have to, you have to understand what your limiting beliefs are in order to change them, yeah. in order to expect a better life for yourself, yeah. in order to manifest better things for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what your hangups are, you're just going to keep banging your head against the wall. Yeah. So like, that is the key reason why we wanted I wanted to dig so deep into this and share this with everybody because it's like you have to do the inner work. Yeah. And that's not what they sell you, I don't think, when it comes to manifestation. They're like, oh, expect it and it will come. It's like, well, that's not necessarily true if you think money is dangerous. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I can't expect money to come. I'm terrified of it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... There's so many hangups involved. And if you don't understand what those hangups are, you're going to feel like you suck at it. And then you're like, oh, this manifesting thing is shit. It doesn't work. I'm out. Right. Right? Yeah. And like, there's been a couple of moments like that where I've been just like, I'm just not doing it right. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't this happening faster? Like, blah, 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 blah. All those doubtful thoughts. Yeah, I know. So. It's weird how you can have and say these thoughts, but then you can easily contradict it. Yeah. You can easily come back at yourself and say, you know, that's not true. Well, you know it's not true. You know that Look you what you've manifested so Look far. Exactly. It's incredible. It is. Um, I've been reading the Tony Robbins book. Yeah, about money. Yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. Um, what are we? We're an hour and 12. Oh, we should probably stop, right? I guess so. Do you have something quick you want to say about that, or do you want to save it for another time? Um, if we want to talk about money another time. Yeah, there's endless conversations we can have about money. I have a lot of stuff about money. We'll save it. Let's save it. Okay. I do want to just say one quick thing. Moving into the zone of genius, I want to just help people understand a little bit what that looks like, because he has like three prompting questions, and I kind of want people to know what they are, because mm. I think it would be a positive thing to end this podcast on, like something to like... <laughs> Just for them to like think about and like, you know, like reflect on and ask themselves if they're answering these questions, like to understand what their zone of genius could look like, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So he asks people like when they're in the, their zone of excellence, which most people are in. He asks you like, can I ask, t- stop for there for a second? Sure. Does he say that most people are in their zone of excellence? Yeah. At the beginning he says that. He's like the average. If you picked up this book, that's where you are. Okay. It's like the average people that like want to, like if you're listening to our podcast, it's probably because you want to. Right. Right. Yeah. Up level. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So he's trying to articulate people, your unique ability is what he calls it. What's your unique ability? What are you? Yeah. What makes you um, stand out in your job? Yeah. Right. What's the one thing that you're really, really good at? Um, so, you know, people say things like, oh, I'm really good in boardroom meetings. It's like, why? Like, it's like, he calls it, like, he equates it to, like, Russian dolls. Like, it's like, okay, start with the big. Yeah. And then, like, why are you good in boardroom meetings? Oh, because I can read the room really well. How can you do that? Oh, because 
I understand the, the, the shift in energy in the room. It's like, okay, that's an important skill that you need to sort of build on. So these like journaling prompts are, I'm at my best when I'm blank. Right. So it's like when I'm doing blank, I'm at my best. And then when I'm at my best, the exact thing I'm doing is whatever that activity is. And then when I'm doing that thing, I love most about it is. The thing I love most about it is. Mm. So like those, I think, they're just really nice prompts to help people, I think. Like to understand what their zone of genius could look like, mm-hmm. right? Or the beginning of it, because I haven't you know, read the rest of this book. That's just kind of near where I stopped. Yeah. Um, and then the success mantra, I expand in abundance success and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same which I love I love that too I'll read it again I expand in abundance success and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same so yeah I think you know like you're saying like with people's jobs and stuff how it breaks your heart when they're not reaching their full potential or they don't think they deserve it or whatever and it's like if there's anything to sort of take away from this podcast, it's like, it's okay to dig deep and find out maybe the things that are holding you back to understand what those barriers are. Mm -hmm. Because you do deserve to live your life by design and to like follow Mm -hmm. your knowing and listen to that little voice that's like, you know what, like, I want to start a, a food truck. I really do. I think about it every day. It's like, well then do it. Right. It's okay. It's scary AF. Yeah. You are going to jump, and there won't be a bridge there when you jump. You won't see it. Yeah. But it will be there when you land, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's such a t- trust, man. Frig. It's my number one hang-up. I'm terrible at it. Oh, well. I'm terrible. I don't know. I need to rephrase that because the universe doesn't like that shit. But well, like, maybe you're better than you think you are. Maybe. I, I ca- like, I catch myself saying it to myself mm-hmm. often. Because, like, the, I'll start to go on my, like, crazy tangent track. And I'm like, stop. Trust. It's okay. Trust. It's okay. Trust. It's okay. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, calm back down. But, like, man, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is so not easy. But, like, this is helping it, me a lot, like, yeah. to uncover. And, like, I'm not done that journal entry at all. No. Like, I know there's so many more beliefs that I have, things that I've been taught, like, I've never written down that I thought money was dangerous before. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. No, it was very good. I got to uncover that crap. That was very, very <laughs> good. Yeah. I. It was very good because you You took the opportunity to, to like, do work with it. Right. Right? And that was really, really, really good. Well, it was like, ticking in me. Like, it yeah. was like it was midnight, but I was like, I got to write this down. Yeah. yeah. Mine just went on this, like, <laughs> crazy wild rant. Um, but it's funny that you bring that up at the end because that was the end of my journal was what is my unique gift Mm. and so I just kind of listed the things that I'm what is your unique gift? well I said um, I have an eye for detail Mm, I would be scolded for pointing out an untruth or a truth scolded scolded at home you mean yeah so like I because I would correct Mm. people right and they would be like it doesn't matter why are you bringing that up right and in my mind I didn't know that that was wrong right 
because they were wrong. <laughs> right. So I was just... Yeah, it's a detail you missed. Right? Right. Like, You're not we're going to go right. see them on Wednesday night, and I'm like, it's Tuesday night. Right. And they're like, like, stop interrupting me. This That, that detail is not important. Right? I'm like, right. oh, I thought... Sorry. Right? right. Like, I was... Right. I always... I could easily pick up on things, and I thought that... Right. That was valuable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were shut down initially, but it is valuable. You know that now. Yeah. I thought that it was, like, important that the person knew that... It was on a different day. Or, yeah. yeah. That it was... That it wasn't the correct information. Right. Um, I notice behaviors, they can find out why they're happening. Yeah, I like that about you. Um... You're yeah, you go ahead. No, um, anxiety. I notice scary rides, scary movies, whatever. Like, I can notice things. Mm. I have an eye for detail. That's my yeah unique. Yeah. Well, then that works with behavior, too. Yeah. Because not only do you notice a behavior, you're quick to, like, empathize with that person in order to really understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you do that with the dogs, like second nature. Like you look at them and you're like, oh, he's hungry or oh, like, oh, they haven't been out or whatever. Like you know things, you notice it quicker than I do. Mm. Like you just read the animals' minds quicker. And the babies too. You're quicker to read them. What? Yeah. No way. You are. You notice things. Well, I don't know. I'm half asleep, so you just notice things sometimes quick sometimes yeah. i do but sometimes you notice it quicker yeah that's that's my unique my new, unique gift is i have an eye for detail which explains why i love vacation rentals so much yeah yeah well the first i haven't written it down and i was like as a good journaling prompt i was about to maybe we'll end on this because we're getting yeah um but my like the thing that obviously i love to do is directing it's like my fave mm-hmm and like, what do I love about it? And it's like, well, when I'm actually directing like on set, my favorite thing is getting getting the subject. So whether it's like asking people questions or getting people to act, getting them to get into like a flow where they don't notice the camera. And you can see, you can, when, the, when you're looking at it through the lens mm-hmm. and you feel it, it's like a shock that goes through your body. Like it's just like, boom. and it's because you gave the right direction because mm-hmm. I gave the right direction because I was able to craft it. Can you try it like this? And then they do it and you're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like you can feel it through the lens. Mm, like bang, cool. hits you like a bolt. Mm. And then you take it back and you get to compile it all into this beautiful story where it moves you, right? With editing and music and like you put it all together and you're just like bam you know like it's like oh you get shivers and I've cried at my own work multiple times like I know that sounds like I'm bragging but like that's when I know I did it right that's when I know it's it's done is when I cry and at the end of it I cry and it's like if I can make other people cry I'm like yeah but like (laughs) I know that if I've cried I'm like there it is I got it I got it I got it yeah so I don't know how Russian dolly that is. I don't know (laughs) how deep that has gone, but, like, that's as specific as I can make it. But that's always, like, you know, you you sniffed out the trail quickly. Yeah. Well, that's something that I've pursued. I didn't know I was 
That's like, like I know. directing, like it's right. You know, but you had you were on the path, yeah, on this trail for a while, yeah. And you've narrowed That's it down. Definitely, you've my narrowed it down. To yeah, a, yeah, right. And it's when I talk about it, I get really excited. But it's like I haven't done it in so long. Mm. You know, I'm a little preoccupied, but this is what I mean. I gotta make that big leap, man. Right? Yes, I gotta direct like a mofo. Yes, please. So anyway, I hope that this inspired somebody you know like it's like that one podcast we did it's like warning like up leveling your life might mean quitting your job it's like yeah we really mean that like oh yeah 100 percent. i'm the worst it could i'm the worst happen. for that if somebody's like i think i'm gonna quit my job i'm like yeah, yeah i know and then they're Someone, like, a friend of ours recently came to us and said i quit my job and we all cheered we just jumped up and down they're like wow you guys are the first ones to act that way and we're yeah. like well you're not happy in that job Right. And life is about being happy, so you need to get that fuck away from it. Yeah. I'm the worst person Run, to ask walk. for advice on if you should leave your job. Yeah. Fortunately, I will just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you want encouragement to leave your job. I don't have money. I don't care. Money will show. Like, I'm yeah. like The universe the will figure worst. it out for you. Just jump. There's no bridge. Just jump. It's fine. It'll show up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 Some people aren't comfortable with that. That's fine. If you're not comfortable with it, maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah. But if you're like, I'd rather be scared and terrified and then jump miserable then, yeah and safe and heartbroken yeah oh yeah. yeah so we hope this inspired you um if it did <laughs> if it did um please we love your messages we shared a bunch of them this yes. week and we're happy to share more and we're just we're so grateful that you're even listening yes um, thank you for listening to me rant yes us rant uh, and explain what we've yeah yeah we both did don't sell yourself short it was a good rant okay there were some good things in there okay um, <laughs> so, I'm self-conscious about it because I don't like let myself talk about that topic I know but anyway but that's what talking. this is for I know. I know we need to let the people go I know <laughs> sorry <laughs> give them their freedom I'm sorry um so <sighs> yes um <laughs> If something inspired you, you or struck with you or whatever, <laughs> or, yeah, if you think that this is worth sharing, like, please share with somebody that you mm-hmm. think it would help. Um, and, yeah, send us a message because we love those. Uh, if you could leave us a review, that would make us very happy. Mm-hmm. Reviews are big because then more people can listen to us because they'll see that there's more reviews. You can screenshot listening to us. Yes. Add it to your story. Share it to Instagram. And share it. Yeah. And be like... These sisters are crazy. Yeah. They're great. But they're great. But they're great. Yeah. We would love that. Yeah. So any one of those things would be wonderful. But at the end of the day, just honestly, thank you for taking this much time out of your day, your whole day to listen to us. Mm -hmm. Holy. Um, And we really do wish you a life of joy and abundance. Yes, we do. A hundred times over. Mm -hmm. So much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Thank you, bye. Thank you for listening and playing with us today. We really appreciate your time. We know you've got shit to do. (laughs) If you want more insight into our journey or would like to reach out, please follow us at Our Manifestation Journey on Instagram. We also wouldn't say no to review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Wishing you a life full of joy and abundance. The The Pike Pike Sisters. Sisters.